I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 13. And I will read from verse 1 on verse. I am using the New Living Translation this morning. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. I will be coming back to this uh, section again after we continue reading as the Spirit of the Lord uh, is showing me that's how we're going to go. But we will continue to read as the Lord wants me to finish this and then we'll go back up. Verse 10. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. I have preached God's word, particularly on this topic. Um, It's very important for you to go back and listen to that recording um, to help you to understand the importance of being someone who is permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, who are permitted and who are not. That means who will receive the revealed word of God and who will not. Why? Some are given and some are not in the fashion that Jesus describes here. It's very important to know so that you can position yourself to receiving the revealed Word of God, not the hidden, but the revealed Word of God. Praise be to God. I'm going to continue reading verse 12. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see. And their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. 
and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now, verse 17 is not talking about the prophets and the righteous people who are walking with God, who are doing everything, and their eyes were closed. No. He's just talking about the days of Jesus, where Jesus Christ is directly teaching the people. He's directly talking to the people. He's directly doing these signs and wonders, and he's talking about the prophets and the righteous people who really long to see the ministry of Jesus Christ in person, but they're not here. That's what it's talking about. This is very different from the people who are sitting there as Jesus is giving the word, it's not getting into them. It's just passing over them, but it's not getting into them. There's a big difference between those people and the righteous people and the prophets that Jesus Christ is talking about. These are two different things. So don't confuse them both. These are separate ones. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. Verse 23. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word, and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a 100 times as much as has been planted. Praise be to God. I'm going to go right back up to verse, let's just go to verse 1 again, and we'll just read. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. So Jesus Christ, he taught the living truths. He gave the people what they really needed. Some were able to take it in, some were not. You can have a very rich diet. You can have very rich food in front of different kinds of people. But if someone has a stomach problem, if someone has malabsorption problem, if someone has food allergies, if someone has the inability to digest the rich food, the food is rich, 
one group of people who are able to take in all of it will benefit from what has been given to them. Their bodies will take everything in, all the nutrients in. They're going to be very strong. They're going to have very good teeth. They're going to have very good skin. They're going to have very good hair. And they're going to have a strong immune system. And they're going to be well, healthy, in short. But if a person has digestive disorders, if they have problems with absorbing the food, the nutrients from the food, if they have allergies and they're not able to eat it, what's going to happen? The very same food, which is so rich, that is supposed to benefit a person, becomes a stumbling block to another. Now, the problem is not with the food. The problem is with the person. God is speaking at this hour. The problem is not with the food. The problem is with the person. The very same word of God which is supposed to impart life becomes a stumbling block to someone. They fall away because of it. Why? Because they are sick on the inside. But the glorious remedy for any kind of spiritual disease and disorder is is found in the presence of God. Where the physician of all physicians the physician of all physicians is able to heal a person's spiritual disease where they'll be able to receive that which God has for them and benefit from it. That's the whole reason why God gives rich food. God just doesn't give any food. He gives rich food. reason why He is giving us the finest of wheat, the reason why he is giving us the best is because he is the best father in heaven. He wants our souls to prosper. He wants our bodies to prosper. He wants our finances to prosper. He wants his people to be free from generational curses. He wants his people to be free from all kinds of bondages. He wants his people to live a full life, a life full of joy peace and fruitfulness in the kingdom of God. However, when a person's spirit is damaged, when a person's soul is damaged, when a person's heart is damaged, when a person's mind is damaged, when a person is damaged, they need healing. If the healing is not there, then they will not be able to receive what God has for them. This is very important and foundational to know and understand. Otherwise, we can have a thousand people, we can have 10,000 people, only 10 will actually benefit from what God is giving. It's a very sad thing. You know why? Because people who are sick, they stay sick, they don't do a thing about their sickness. That's a problem. That's a problem in itself. When you know that you're sick and you're not able to eat, you're not able to absorb you're weak and you're not able to function spiritually. It is important to be aggressive about that sickness. It's important to be aggressive about the disease. I'm talking about the disease of the soul. 
It's very important to be someone who cares about their soul. It's very important to be determined to be healed from the spiritual disease. Spiritual malabsorption. That's the fundamental problem. If you're not able to take in, if your body is not able to take in what you need to take in, then you're going to be a weakling. You're going to be someone who can get sick often. You can develop all kinds of disorders. But if your body is able to take everything in, then you're going to be a very strong person. Same goes for your soul. If your soul is diseased, if your soul has diseases, if your soul has problems where you have all kinds of things attached to it, which is blocking you from taking in the word which is able to save your souls, then you will not be able to take in that which is necessary for you. You know, there are people who are very sick. They can get a surgery done and the problem can be completely removed. They can go back to normal life, but they're not able to get the surgery because they have another kind of problem that is happening in their body. So because of that, they cannot have the surgery done. There are many people walking around in this world singing hallelujah and praise the Lord and all kinds of things. They will say that I am a Christian. Hey, look at me. I'm in the crowd where Jesus is preaching. Look at me. I'm exactly where Jesus is. Hey, look at me. I hear all the stories. They can even memorize and say the parables as it is. But it has not gotten into them. It's a very serious problem. God is speaking at this hour. It's a very serious problem. If you're not able to fully absorb the truth that God is giving. And from time to time you're offended by the truth. Know that you have a problem. If the word of God that is given by God to enrich your bodies, enrich your minds and enrich your souls. When that becomes an offense, just like the food. You have certain foods that are really, really needed for your body, necessary for your body. It's really good. But if your body has a problem, all of a sudden that food that is supposed to benefit you, your body is actually reacting and it's producing antibodies. It's producing hyper-reactions to that which is good. Your body is fighting against the food that is good. So what happens? The food offends your body because your body is not receiving it. It's fighting against it. Something is wrong with your body and your immune system fails. It's going to attack your own body. Many people are spiritually in that state where the word of God that is supposed to save their souls they take offense to that word of God instead of benefiting from the word of God 
they actually find fault with the word of God the message and the messenger thereby they manifest a spiritual rush spiritual breakouts you see that they manifest spiritual disease they manifest spiritual reactions where all of a sudden people's face changes people's attitude changes people's attitude towards God changes and there are some people who will say I don't like the scripture I don't like what Paul says here I don't like what Peter says here I don't like what God says here sick in their soul instead of fixing the problems if you go against that which will benefit your soul you will end up damaging yourself in a big way it is important to see how you can fix the problems so that you can benefit from the rich food that God gives you the Spirit of the Lord is addressing something at the core level this morning anytime the Word of God becomes an offense to you know that you're sick spiritually anytime you're offended by the word that God gives you're sick spiritually instead of dealing with the root of the sickness and getting rid of the sickness if you try to get rid of the word that God gives the food that God gives in the long run you're going to become deficient you're going to become ineffective and sometimes even die spiritually God is speaking to our hearts this morning take it very seriously understand that every word that God gives is given by God to benefit your souls it's given by God to profit you it's given by God because you need it it's not something just to add to make you feel good no because you need it because you need it because you need it so now with this understanding we're going to read again from verse 1 onwards later that same day Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake a large crowd soon gathered around him so he got into a boat then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore he told many stories in the form of parables such as this one so in the group we have people who will be able to take in this rich food that Jesus is giving at that time many will not be able to fully take in understand this it's not about how much food is in front of you or even how much you say that you swallow it inside of you what really counts is how much is being absorbed into your bloodstream and how much is actually going to be deposited into your system where your body 
will receive it and will be strengthened by it. That's when what you ate will actually count. It's the word that we receive. It has to go all the way to the root level. The strength of God must go all the way to the root level. If your root doesn't grow deep enough, if your root is not strong enough, if your plant doesn't grow the way it should, then it says a lot about the absorption process. It's not able to absorb. It's not able to survive. It's not able to thrive. Because there's something fundamentally wrong here. God is speaking to us today. God wants to remove that fundamental problem out of your life. God wants to completely wipe it out. God wants to heal you. God wants to heal you at the root level. God wants to heal you. He wants to heal your spiritual disease. God wants to heal your spiritual malfunction that's happening in your spirit man. God wants to restore your soul. God wants to heal you. God wants to set you free. God wants you to be a person who will take in all of it. All of it. He wants that for you. Don't you want that? He desires that for you. Do you desire that? God is speaking of this hour. He wants you to be made whole. Do you? Do you have the same desire? Do you want to be made whole? He wants you to be able to take in everything that he has and become strong and mighty, valiant in his kingdom. Do you have the same desire? Or do you say that, well, I can just manage with what I know and I'm taking it already. Who said I have a problem? Many people's spiritual pride is downfall. It's their downfall. When they're sick, they want to project as if they are well. When they're not able to eat, they want to show to everyone as if they're enjoying their food. Because external image is more important for them than the real healing that they need to receive. You call that living in deception. Who's losing? Not those who are looking at them, no. The person who is putting on a show is deceiving themselves. God is speaking at this hour. If you're sick, run to the doctor. It's better to take care of things early than to let it go out of control and then try to control it. But even before that, as you hear the statement, prevention is better than cure. It's better not to get sick. But if you're sick, don't wait until you get to the place where you have to run to the ER. I'm not talking about your body. Don't mistake me and say, Pastor Kerber says, when you sneeze the first time, run to the doctor. No. I'm talking about your souls. You know what to do. Even 
when you sneeze, if you feel like you're coming down with a cold, you know what to do. There are plenty of things that you can do at home, but you have to do something about it. You can do first to drive out that sickness. But then there are other things. You can't say, I can sit with the home remedies. No. You need to get to the ear. You need to get to the doctor. If you don't feel well, you need to go and see the doctor. How come most people don't do that with their souls? The soul that will live forever? The soul that is going to go to an eternal place? The body is just a shell. Our bodies are just a temporary tent for the soul to live in. It's not even like a big mansion. It's just a temporary tent. It will just fade away, fall away. But the inner man is supposed to be getting stronger and stronger and stronger. The Spirit of God through Apostle Paul has Apostle Paul write this. Even though my body is fading, the outer man is perishing, but the inner man is renewed day by day. That process has to happen with every believer. Every believer. Where the soul has to grow and grow and grow. It has to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. It has to happen that way. It has to happen that way. When you are one year, when you're one year old, you don't have anything to worry about. When you're two years old, you don't have anything to worry about. But a two year old and a one year old don't stay the same way for the next 40 years. The body has to grow, the mind has to grow. As they grow, they're growing to face the challenges that are out there. Mentally, you have to grow so that you can think. So that you can face your everyday life's challenges. Physically, you have to grow so that you can face everyday's life challenges. That's why the growth is there. In your soul, you have to grow every day. Your soul must be strengthened by God. Your inner man must be strengthened by God. It has to be renewed every day so that you can face the tempest, so that you can face the currents that are opposing you, so that you can move forward, so that you have the spiritual strength, so you can have the spiritual immune system to Fight off that which the enemy brings against you. So that you can be beneficial in the kingdom of heaven. Just like a child grows and they benefit the society, they benefit the family, they become a blessing to those around them. And then they go to work and they get married, they have children. They don't stay as a two-year-old. They have a family, they become responsible. Change happens for every person who is born into this world. On different levels, change happens physically, 
environmentally. But the mind and the body has to get ready to face all those changes and challenges. Challenges. How about the soul? How about the soul? The need for the soul is greater than the need for the body. Have you ever realized that? The amount of pressure and challenges that every soul faces every single day. The need for the strength of the inner man is far greater than the need for the body. Do we realize that every day our souls face many assaults, many threats, many challenges from the enemy. But if you're strong, you'll be like one of those valiant men that David had who said, I faced this many people, I overcame them. I brought them down through the Spirit of God. You won't be brought under, but you will be above. You won't be like a weakling who says, I got beat up, I got beat up, I got beat up. But you'll be a strong person, like David who went and brought the giant down. How was he able to accomplish that? How? Through the power of God working inside of him, his soul was very strong. Physically, he looked little. Before that, huge giant. But he was able to accomplish that which the giant was not able to. That which the entire nation of Israel was unable to. God is speaking at this hour. Who is on the Lord's side? Who is growing? Who is strong on the inside? Whose soul is being renewed day by day? Every day. Every day. We're meant to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. There has to be some kind of a change happening every single day as we hear the word. This word is supposed to impart life into our souls where the growth has to take place every single day. Because we're called to go forward. We're called to grow stronger. We're meant, we're destined by God through Christ Jesus to be more than conquerors, to be valiant men and women of God. How come it's not happening in many people's lives? How come we see more people dying? How come we hear everywhere that sin is rampant? How come we hear that drug addiction is an epidemic? Where is the life of Christ? Where are the Christians who should be bringing down these giants? How come Satan is winning? all over the place. Who has more power? Who has more power? God's army or Satan's army? How can we hear more and more and more of abuse and tragedy and divorce, disaster, suicide? How come? How come? 
The land is so polluted. Abortions. Perversions. How come? How come Satan is in more homes? How come God's people were supposed to be the salt and light are missing in action in most places? The kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. The strong man is there. But when one who is stronger than he comes in, he binds that strong man. Where are the strong men who are stronger than the force of darkness? Where are the violent strong men Strong people of God. Who has the power to take down the forces of hell? Where are they? Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question. What am I doing? What is my part? What is my part? When I look around me, when you look around you, what do you see? What do you see? Do you see life or do you see death? When you see the families around you, do you see life or do you see death? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? And with what you're seeing, what are you doing about what you're seeing do you have the strength the inner strength to change what you're seeing do you have the inner strength to dominate the force of darkness do you have the inner strength which God wants to provide for you to plunder hell do you have the inner strength? Do you have the ability to rescue someone who's thinking? Do you have the ability? God is asking you this question because His Word has the power to impart that supernatural strength People around you should be seeing life. People around you should be talking about life and not death. That's when you know that the kingdom of God has come in your midst. Don't you belong to the kingdom? Shouldn't you be carrying the kingdom of God wherever you go? Aren't you supposed to be making that impact, that influence in the lives of those around you so that Satan will not boast 
another time, saying that, hey, I took that person down. Hey, I got another soul eternally. Do you want hell to rejoice while heaven weeps? When God is counting on you to do something about it, when you are supposed to be the hands and feet of the Lord Jesus Christ and you boast all the time, hey, we're all members of the body of Jesus Christ. Well, the member of Christ should be powerful, isn't it? The hands of Jesus Christ did mighty works. He cast out the devil through the finger of God. The eyes of Jesus Christ were filled with compassion for souls. The ears of the Lord, the ears, they opened to the cries of people. The feet of the Lord are swift to bring the glad tidings to people. Strong. Very strong. Jesus was very young. He didn't sleep much. But he was full of the Holy Spirit. All night he prayed before he chose his twelve disciples. He didn't take the work of God lightly. He didn't say, well, I need my eight hours sleep. And I need to do ministry tomorrow. I need to actually interview twelve fellows so that they can become my apostles later. I need to train them. I need to sleep well and I need to eat well and I need to take care of myself and, and I need to be in good shape to be able to focus. Otherwise I can be all over the place and get tired. He was full of the Holy Spirit. Full of the Holy Spirit because he spent all night before the Father. had such compassion, had such power. His compassion led him to heal the sick. He was not somebody who was crying, Oh God, oh God, oh God, I see all this. Oh God, oh God, oh God, I see all this. Oh God, oh God, I see all this. Why don't you do something? Why do God, God's saying to you today, along with crying, you do something about what you see. Don't simply say, send someone, send someone. Are you willing to go? Are you willing to go to the highways and byways? Are you willing to carry the burden of the Lord? Don't just sit in some place in some corner and just say, Lord, I'm weak but you're strong. I'm weak but you're strong. I'm weak but you're strong. God says, stop saying that. If he's strong and if he's inside of you, you should be strong too. So don't cry over your weakness or your weaknesses. We admit our physical inabilities without Christ. However, we boast in the strength of Christ that is working inside of us. Understand this. The very same God who raised Jesus from the dead and the very same Jesus who raised himself from the dead the very same Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we have the triune God working. Godhead. In the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The same triune God is working in your life. All powerful. 
all capable. He wants to use you. He wants you to be his hands and feet. Not like a powerless organ. I'm the hand of Jesus. I'm the nose of Jesus. I'm the feet of Jesus. Oh, I'm the ear of Jesus. I'm the mouth of Jesus. People can say all these things. Hey, if you really want, then you should be really powerful. Think about it. Hand of Jesus? Ineffective? Oh my goodness. Whatever member you are of the body of Jesus Christ, you need to be like Jesus. That's the key. If you're the member of the body of Jesus Christ, you need to be full of His power. His power should flow through you, otherwise that organ is not receiving the supply that is coming from the body, from the head, from the heart. You become like a branch that is not receiving the nutrients. You become like the organ that is not receiving the nutrients. God is speaking at this hour. God is speaking at this hour. That which God has given to you, make full use of it. Make full use of it. Make full use of it. Because God wants to use you. Because God wants to strengthen you. Because God wants you to become productive. There's no such thing as ineffective Christian in the body of Jesus Christ. No such thing. God wants you to become a powerful vessel in the hands of the living God. If you're part of the body of Jesus Christ, you should be full of the Holy Spirit. You should be full of His power. You should be victorious in all things because there's no defeat in the body of Jesus Christ. If that is not happening, understand, you have some form of malabsorption that is going on. It's not getting in. What needs to get in is not fully getting in. Just what little is getting in is keeping you barely alive. This should not be the case. God is speaking at this hour. Take it seriously. Take what the Spirit of God is speaking to you at this hour seriously. Verse 3. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. So sad. Because these seeds have such potency. Such potency. Something was wrong with the location where the seeds fell. It talks about a group of people. They have no room for this powerful seed or the powerful seeds to take root and grow. There's no room for life. They've chosen death. There's no room for life. The word goes to them. It just shows how good our God is. The word of God goes to every single one. Somehow, God in His mercy, even to those who say, I don't want Jesus, the Word of God still goes to them. They are with no 
excuse. They completely block themselves away from the truth. Now people will say, I don't want to talk to you anymore because you talk about Jesus all the time. There are others who will say, well, don't talk to me about religion. I don't want to hear it. And others will say, so kind of you. Maybe we can talk later. And they'll put a stop right there. There are others who will try to kill you if you give them the word of God. Hostility comes in different forms. These are the grounds that will reject the word of God. The very word that can save their souls will not go inside. But the enemy comes and he takes it away from them because they, by their choosing, say no to the seed, which is the word of God. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. These are people who receive the word with no commitment whatsoever. They're not going to do anything to change the way they live. They'll say, I'm so happy for the word that you gave. Oh, I'm so happy my grandma got well because I came to church. I prayed and I asked God to bless me. And I'm so happy that God blessed me. Thank you for the word. I'm so happy with the healing. And what happens to them? They don't do a thing about the rocks that are there. They're not worried if the root is not going to go deeper or not. They're not concerned about that at all. Temporary high. Temporary joy. Very short-lived Christian life. It's like a conception that is there and then ends in a miscarriage. Second month, third month, some miscarriages even happen at the later stage in pregnancy. Something is wrong with this picture. We should be people who take the word of God and do something with it. If there is a problem, we should be the people who go to God and say, Oh God, soften my heart. Let there be no rocks there. Lord, let the root grow deep. And not just cry every single time and not do a thing about it. We should be people who say, Lord, you give me the strength. I want to take the tools that are necessary and take those rocks out of my life. Are you ready for that job? If you're ready for the job, God is ready to give you the strength that you need so that your ground can become a useful ground. So that the work of God that God is doing in your life will not be short-lived. That you'll become an inheritor of everything that God has for you. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. Very sad story, isn't it? 
because it gives a very good appearance. We've seen that so many times in the lives of many people. We just jump up and down and are excited with what God has done. Because the seed is potent, you see. Very potent. So the plant comes out. It is growing, but only for a short time. Because the seed is potent, you see. The ground is bad. Nothing wrong with the seed. Oh, we should be the people who should never make the Lord feel sorry for wasting the seed upon our lives. Oh, if the seed could have been planted in some other ground, it could have benefited. So we should be people who should make the heart of God glad. We want to be people who make the heart of God glad. He's saying, Lord, I'll bring forth much fruit. Whatever I need to do to get rid of whatever's in the way, that'll keep the root from growing deeper. I will do it, Jesus. Because I don't want to be a barren ground. I don't want to be a rocky ground. I will do it, Jesus. Some seeds, you see, verse 7, other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. These are grounds that did nothing about the circumstances, the situations that were harmful to this precious seed that God graciously placed in their midst. Do you value that which God has given? Do you value that which God has given? If you value that which God has given to you, then you will do everything in your power to make sure that you nurture it, that you grow it. If you don't value it, then you will be like many people who don't care. There are many women out there who have a child in the womb and do everything that is destructive to the child. They don't care. What happens? They end up damaging their child. No care. No care. Because they have no value for that precious living being that is within them. God is speaking at this hour. The seed that God puts inside of you. It's no ordinary seed, remember. It's the seed of Christ himself. The word of God is Christ himself. It's Christ himself. If you're able to take it in because you're doing well spiritually, good for you. If you're not taking it, if Christ becomes an offense to you, if his word becomes an offense to you, that means Christ himself is an offense to you at that point. Something is wrong with you. Do something about your spiritual sickness. Do something about it. Do something about it. Do something about it. God is speaking at this hour. When you feel spiritually sick, don't try to cover it up. 
if you know that you have thorns, if you know that you have wrong priorities in your life, don't let it continue. I'm going to finish in a few minutes as the Holy Spirit wants me to. We're going to go into the section that God wants us to look at this morning for a few minutes. Verse 19. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Why? Because they don't want to understand it. Those who want to understand, as Jesus explained, he gives them the understanding. Those who don't want to understand, the understanding will not be given because they don't want life. So then the enemy comes, the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. God was so gracious to give it to them, but they rejected it. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Why? Why? Because the word was not the priority for them. It's a temporary high. They're very happy. I'm so happy. All the miracles and all the good things that Jesus gives. He gives me clothing. He gives me shelter. He gives me food. And he gives me this. And he gives me that. And these are the people who come to God for give me, give me, give me stuff. I get all these things, but but the root has not gone deep. The root is not strong. There's no room for the root to go down because these are people who are full of themselves. When you're full of themselves, when you're full of yourself, you have no room for God. Remember, if your life is about you, you have no room for Jesus Christ. Remember, if any man would like to desire would desire to follow me if any man would desire to follow me or come after me Jesus said let him deny himself that's the first step if you want your root to grow deep self has to be taken out that's the rock that's there when self is so strong then when problems come it's all about me you see then I can't pray I can't read I can't I'm going to church and I can't do this. I can't follow Jesus. I can't do anything because it's so hard. It's getting harder and harder. And following Jesus and everything is getting harder. So I don't want Jesus. There are people who go away. The people who say, I can't read, I can't pray. They turn to TV. When they face problems, they turn to food, they turn to TV, they turn to gossip. Let me call my friend over here. Let me talk to this person over there. Let me talk to that person over there. What are they doing? Instead of turning to God, they're replacing God with these rocks that are there because self is so strong. They want to hear someone else say something good about them. They can't wait on the Lord. Their priorities are wrong. If self is there, then your root will not grow deep. You'll be a person who will fall into this category. You'll wither away. If you don't want to wither away, God is speaking at this hour. Do this. Make sure you're diligent in removing every bit of the rock that is in you. Make sure you take everything out. It's your job. The Spirit of God says in the book of James, through the writer, 
you look at the word of God and you just walk away you're a person who didn't do a thing about what's on your face but if you intently look and intently look with the intention of removing that which you need to remove and do your part and at that point you're making use of the mirror that God has given which is the word of God do what you should do do what you should do to uproot pride out of your life because pride equals self do whatever you have to do to take self-pity out of your life because self-pity equals self when self is there all these demonic spirits will latch on to those people very quickly and very easily it's a very good fertile ground for evil spirits it's a base very strong base an attractive base for demons to come in when they see pride jealousy anger all those things will come all the spirits will come when a person is full of themselves God is speaking to you at this hour when a person is full of himself or herself he or she becomes a fertile ground for demons to come in if you want to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ you have to work on this area we're going to be a diligent disciple of Jesus Christ I will say on every level wherever whenever I see self lifting its ugly head I want to take the hammer which is the word of God and hammer it down with the force that comes from the spirit of God go with a vengeance after it and your root will grow deeper your root will grow deeper you will be a person whose ground is tilled bringing forth much fruit the seed that fell among the thorns represent those who hear God's word but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth so no fruit is produced again what is the base for this itself again the cares of the world and the pleasures of sin the riches are there it attracts the person what can Jesus do for me anytime that me comes it's a big red flag what can I get when that I comes it's a big red flag Jesus, Jesus wants to bless his people Jesus wants to give but when the focus is me-centered, it's not a good thing. We want to follow him out of a pure heart. God is speaking to our hearts of this hour. The good ground is the ground that takes in everything. But the root is able to grow deep. And who are those people? The other people who make use of the seed. 
its seed with all its potency and strength it grows and it bears much fruit verse 23 the seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30 60 or even a hundred times as much as had been planted praise be to God You see how Jesus says it over here, spells it out. He says, the ground that brings forth fruit, you see, this is how the ground is. These are the people who really, really hear in order to apply. When the desire to apply is there and the desire to truly follow Jesus Christ is there and their intent, that means they're diligent when it comes to things of God, the understanding from God will be given to them. Those are the people who are there, they are doers of the word. These people will produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as had been planted. Now, 100 times is the best. Within the three categories that are there in that good ground, 30 is good, 60 is better, and 100 is the best. Obviously, someone who sees that a ground is yielding 100-fold will invest more in that ground. Will actually tend to that ground even more. They will put their heart and soul into the ground even more. Because it's yielding a hundredfold. That's how it is even with those who bear fruit. There's a difference in the kingdom of God. Among those who yield thirty, sixty, and a hundred. It depends on what you want to do with God's word and how fruitful you want to be. God is speaking to our hearts today. Every ground is capable of yielding a hundredfold if it takes everything in and produces the way it is supposed to produce. Know that you are capable through the Spirit of God working day in and day out. God gives His Word through the anointing of God that is being released morning after morning and evenings and Sunday services so that you can become that ground that takes everything in to the fullest and produce the maximum for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That's the best way to go. The Spirit of God is urging every single one here Go for the gold. Go for the gold. The crown. The eternal crown that will never fade away. It will never fade away. It will never fade away. God is speaking of his hour. Give yourself over to the Lord. As we are going to close our eyes and look to the Lord Jesus Christ. For the Spirit of God to work this truth into your 
spirits. You don't become a careless Christian. You don't say that, well, I can just live with these thorns here on the side. I can just live with the rocks here on this side. I think I have enough room for the root to grow and that's enough for me. And have regrets later. What you need to do in order for your life to bear fruit before God. What you need to do in order to change the way you live. What you need to do in order to become that ground. And the Father will say, I'm so glad that I gave my son Jesus for you. But you used the seed of Christ. And you turned out to be just like my son Jesus. Full of power and full of the Holy Spirit. Filled with compassion and filled with the love of God. Doing good. And benefiting the kingdom of heaven. God is speaking to our hearts today. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord. Let this word sink deep into your souls. So that it can profit your souls. How's your life? What is your rate of spiritual absorption? Put this question. If you need to write this question and write it right on your Bible and keep it in your Bible, do that. What is your rate of spiritual absorption? Are you absorbing 100%? Are you a doer of the word? 100%. That's when you know that you're really taking everything in. Are you a complacent Christian? Are you a lazy Christian? We're still not done. We're still not done. His or her homework. You haven't done what you need to do so that you make room for this precious seed of Christ that God has given into you so that the root can grow deep so you can withstand whatever may come your way. You'll be like the tree that will bear fruit regardless of what the weather is. Regardless of what your surroundings may be. That your yard is free from thorns and rocks. That the cares of the world they have no effect on you. What people say, what people do. What your body may say, what others may say. How your finances will be will not have any negative effect on you. At that point you know that you, your ground is pretty good. The cares of the world, they have no impact on your soul whatsoever. The pull from this world has no impact on your life whatsoever. 
the surroundings that are there. They have no impact on your life whatsoever. That your yard is free of all these negative elements that are there to destroy the seed of Christ that God has graciously given to you. God is speaking to our hearts today. Take this word of God seriously. God wants to do something new. God wants to bless you. God wants to change you. If you have the heart to ask God, Lord, take away these rocks that are in my heart. Give me a heart of flesh. Let my heart be a good ground. I don't want to be someone who comes in not able to understand, not able to take it in. That my root is not growing deep. And in times of trouble, in, in times of temptation, I fall away. If that is you, God is speaking to you at this hour. That self has to go. God is speaking at this hour. If you have the desire to draw nearer to God, and if you have the desire, and you cry out to God and say, Lord, help me, God will help you. God will help you to take those rocks out of you. God will help you. God will help you. God will help you. But you must do what you should do. You should be proactive in cleaning up your yard. All the things that shouldn't be there, you should remove it. Make room. So that the seed of Christ that God graciously gave you can grow strong inside of you. So you become like the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ who turned the world upside down. God has called you for big things. God has called you for great things. You see all the thorns in your yard? Make sure you take care of those. Otherwise they will choke the life of Christ that God has graciously put inside of you. God is speaking at this hour. Be serious when it comes to things of God. Do your part. Do your part. And God will do His part. God is waiting to do His part. But many times He's not able to do anything because you have not done your part. How can the root grow deep? How can the seed of Christ perform that wonder in your life? Of bringing hundredfold fruit through you? Unless you take away those rocks, unless you eliminate, unless you remove, unless you discard that which needs to be discarded out of your life. The Spirit of God is speaking to you at this hour. God wants to bless you. God wants to make you a blessing. God is asking you this question. This morning, do you want to be blessed? Do you really want to be the ground that bears much fruit? Do you want to be the ground that bears much fruit? Do you want to be the ground that bears much fruit? Do you want to be the plant that does not die? The work of Christ that is taking place in your life don't choke it. 
don't destroy it. Treasure it. Treasure it. Treasure it. Treasure it. Treasure it. Give priority to it. God is speaking at this hour. Give priority to it. You'll be so glad that you did. And you see the fruit that comes out of you. Because of the seed of Christ that is inside of you. Shall we pray? Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for this word that you gave to your people. Thank you for the Spirit of God who is at work in our midst. Lord, you love every single one here so deeply, so intensely, so faithfully that you've given this word to your people, Lord, so that they can not be hearers of your word but be doers, so that they can benefit from what you are doing in their lives so the seed of God that is so potent can do wonders in their lives. So I pray that you'll bless your people. Help them, O oh Lord. Help them, O oh Lord. Help them, O oh Lord. Help them, O oh Lord, I pray. Each one. Whatever area that they are struggling with. Wherever they feel weak in their souls, in their spirits. Wherever the spiritual disease has crept in, wherever this spiritual malabsorption that is there that they're not receiving it, they're not taking it in. It's not benefiting their souls that they're barely standing, that they're barely alive. Or that they're living but they're sick many times. They fall sick too often because their spiritual immune system is so compromised. They're not able to take in everything that God gives to them. I pray for a healing at this hour in the name of Jesus. That your people may be able to take in, Lord. Every disease of the soul may depart right now in Jesus' name. That your people may do that which they need to do, Father. To show the living God that they mean business with you. That they may do everything that they need to do before the Lord of hosts. So God can grant them the healing of their souls. Oh, I pray, Heavenly Father, may the Spirit of God do a mighty work in every single one here, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That each and every one may show to God that they really want healing, the healing of their soul. That their ground may be healed, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, whichever area that they see in their lives, that they're not taking in, that this Spiritual disease is keeping them from absorbing everything that God has. So the change that should be there is not there. 
I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you'll touch them. Whoever is sincerely looking to you for spiritual healing, the healing of their soul in particular, I ask for the touch of the Lord God Almighty at this hour in the name of Jesus. That every bondage be broken in Jesus' name. That every deception, every lie of the enemy be lifted off of them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, every stronghold of the enemy be broken in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command every unclean spirit to loosen its grip over the lives of God's people right now in Jesus' name. And every evil spirit that keeps your people at a state of spiritual insufficiency, every demonic spirit that keeps your people at a state of spiritual malabsorption, in the name of Jesus, I curse those unclean spirits right now in Jesus' name. All Father in heaven, move, 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 move upon your people at this hour. Grant to them a hunger and thirst like never before for the things of God in Jesus' name. That a mighty army may arise out of this house of God to bring down the enemy, O oh Lord, for all that the enemy has done to them, to their families. May these people of God take vengeance over the enemy, Father, and be resolved in their hearts to go after the enemy with all their might by going into the presence of God with all their strength, with all their soul. That they may have everything that they need to bring down the giants that are before them. To bring down the army of Pharaoh. That they may be people of God, used by God, to liberate many, Father. With this blessing I bless your people with. Let no one be tossed to and fro. But I ask for stability upon this house of God, upon the people of God, that every single person grow the way that they should, reproduce the way that they should. Bring joy to the Father the way that they should. And be blessed by God the Father the way that God wants them to be blessed by Him. I thank you for doing this. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Jesus.